selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Support for the Kings of Anglia podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, so join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Get 20% off plus free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. Okay, balls on the table time. I know what you're thinking, KOA Army. Why do I need to get involved with Manscaped? Well, boys, it's not the 90s anymore. You don't want your nuts to be looking like Ivan Campo these days. You've got to give it a little tidy up. Makes it look bigger too. And Manscaped have just launched in the UK so you can be among the first in the country to use their life-changing products. Sounds good, doesn't it? Needs to say, it's a delicate area down there. We all know that. One little nick and your boys are bleeding worse than big Terry Butcher's forehead back in the day. Luckily though, friends, Manscaped have redesigned the electric trimmer and perfected the greatest sack shaver of all time. Of all time! The new improved Lawnmower 3.0 just launched in the UK. It's got all sorts of cool features like a ceramic blade, to reduce grooming accidents, a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology and an LED light so you can see what you're doing down there. Very important. It's all more exciting than a poor cook presser, isn't it? It's waterproof too, so no need to worry about pubes going everywhere and you get a USB charging dock with it as well. 90 minutes of battery life, boys. That's more than enough, unless, of course, you're Richard Trown trying to score a goal. So, make your testes their besties or, to put it a different way, the KOA way, make your nuts look the nuts and that's important when you're slapping them on a boardroom table to negotiate koa style get 20 percent off and free delivery with the code koa at manscape.com hello buddy it's me ross and welcome to another edition of game day extra time the show where the fans have their say on their club. And I'm going to get a bit emotional because this is the season finale. The season is done and dusted. And what a rubbish season it's been. Town finishing ninth in League One. Two pools have been in charge of town. But the new door, the next chapter 
is among us. The takeover happens and, uh, well, I'm, we're going to have a whole fresh new team to look at. Um, but tonight, I'm joined by some fine gentlemen to talk about the season and uh, look forward to the future. It's been a pleasure to bring you this show, the first season that we brought you this show. And I'm looking forward to next season as well for the HMS Pistol League and all that. Um, I'm joined by Dazza, Segs, Bono, Brad, John, Liam and David as we talk about the season that was for town. Um, I'm going to start with Dazza um, as he's left of me on shot. And Dazza, hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for joining me as ever. It's been a pleasure to have you involved. Um, Thank you. I'm going to chuck over to you now to talk um, and get you to sum up this season in three words. Take it away. Ooh, ooh. I don't think three words is enough, really. I'm, I'm very interested to see how the other chaps do it. Um, I think they'll use a few more swear words than me. I'm clean cut me. Um, but the kind of um, there's a few options. What we feared, another disappointing season or good, bad, not exciting. So it's obviously a season we started well. Then it went to shit. But it's finishing on a on a positive note. So that's that's my three words. I'm gonna go over to the right of me, and that is David. Um I think I went left there on the screen, but I'm going to my right, and that is good old David. Uh thank you very much for joining me and us as ever. Um three words in the elegant way that you normally bring it, um, had to sum up town season. Oddly enough, I don't have any swear words. I, I, I need to try harder. Claxon. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I did, when I was coming up with it, I didn't even think about swear words. I, I thought about that sort of um, way in which you had sort of August and then and just and yeah. So sim- similar to um, that one, but I've gone for hope, anger, and ennui. So um, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's the first season I've ever reached the point where I just don't care. So, you know. <laughs> oh, you, you of course care about the club, but I think it's because we've been watching yeah, it yeah, via it, TV. It's just that, like, that, yeah. That, that bit sort of in, in the tail end of Lambert, the start of Cook, but, you know, when it was all the nil-nils and it was just going nowhere. And you sat on the city watching it and, you I mean, you may as well have been picking shit out of the underneath your toenails, really, might you? Um, so, they're your fingernails, Ross. Yeah, yeah, I'm just like thinking, I don't ever think I've picked... No, anyway, I'm going to move on. Sorry, David. <laughs> you, you, must, you must get little bits caught under your toenail sometimes. And when you're in the bath, you just sort of like pick out... This yeah, like yeah but not bit. shit. No, well, it's a metaphor, <laughs> metaphorical shit, not actual shit, obviously. And, unless you have very strange practices. <laughs> where yeah. is it going? I don't know where this is going. I think we should move on, David, but um, good to have you on the show, as always. I think it was always going to exhalate into talking about shit. Um, but I want to go over to good old Segs. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you part of the show. Um, of course, you and David are the regulars um, who I met outside the stadium um, on you know when we got relegated. Um, but Segs, hope you're doing well. And three words to sum up this season. I've gone for something a little different. I went shit without fans because, personally, the season has been shit and also we haven't been allowed to go there apart from a couple of games. And, you know, um, it's been a forgettable season, partly because we've been watching on the telly, we've, you know, we've and the season's been rubbish apart from that September, the month of September. So that was my three words. And I, I do partly think that once Cook came in, I don't think it may have improved quite greatly, but I do think it'd been, you'd, you'd have noticed the excitement more and everything when Cook came in 
if fans were in the ground. I'm not saying the performance would have been different. I do believe they would have been a bit different, but you know, it's just been been rubbish without us, to be honest. Yeah, and especially if you know, with the owners taking over their first exactly, game yeah. in the ground, it, yeah. would yeah. have been. Yeah, I'm sure the stadium will be rocking because I'm sure yeah. they just want to see what. I'm sure the performances still would have been terrible, but uh, it's, it's <laughs> at least the atmosphere sh- would have been great. It's a massive shame to miss out on something so big, really. But it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, let's look forward to the summer. Um, and below me is good old Bono. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you part of the show. We'll bring the, bring the thumbs up sort of thing. Um, but three words to sum up this season in the ways that you'd normally say. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for having me back. There are no technical issues here in Stowmarche, darling. But yes, my my three words, my three words is going to be, and don't and act surprised, guys. What will become <laughs> of? Wow, that's profound. Like, mic drop. What will become? Mm-hmm. What will become? Because what will become? Uh, Liam. Great to have you on the show. Good old Liam from Crew. Uh, good old Joan. Do miss Joan. Good old Nan. Um, but three words to sum up the season. Uh, my three words are null and void because I want to forget it. Forget it ever happened. Wipe it from the record books. I definitely accept that. I think we all accept that because it has just been... A ball lake, pretty much. Um, that brings me into manscaped.com. Use the code KOA. There we Won't go. Make balls, like. Pretty much. <laughs> yes, it's been a ball lake to watch town this season. But a man that hasn't been a ball lake and a man who I'm very pleased to meet via the virtual sphere of um, video. And that is good old Brad. Brad, Brad, Brad. It's been a pleasure. Um, three words then, my friend. You've heard what the other guys have said. The takeaway. Thank you, Ross, for having me on and having me on this season. Um, I've absolutely loved it, meeting all of you guys. Um, and yes, living in America, that is my three words. Because this season is going to be remembered for that for me, for the American takeover. Um, that's probably the only thing I will remember. In 20 years' time, I'll look back. What happened that season, that's probably the only thing I'll be able to explore around. So, yeah. Yeah, I think when we were doing the podcast in October, November time, I'm sure we were just thinking we, we didn't have a clue what was going to be ahead of us because, you know, they, they've been wanting to buy the club for 14 months or even more. So that's been in the background. And then when it got first rumoured, we went, nah, not going to happen. But um, here we are now. New dawn, new chapter and all that. And a man that has been my rock during this, I probably spoke to him the most out of you guys probably via this video spear. And that is good old John Watson, the leader of the North Battalion, the winner of the game day prediction league, the first um, segs. I know he's a bit, he's still bitter about it, but you, didn't, shouldn't, you shouldn't have pissed it away. You were, you were leading so long. And then John comes in, boom. Of course he went on to do predictions like four, one, four, two and all that. One of them happened, of course, Blackpool. Um, but John, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Um, he didn't words. actually. He didn't actually say four one that week, did he? No, he didn't actually. No. So. He's not taking it seriously. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's not bitter. He's not bitter. <laughs> no, 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 no. But John. Well, thanks for having me on. As um, 
I've really enjoyed being part of the, the pod this year and you know in a depressing season it's been my personal highlight of the town season is speaking to you guys and connecting with people on Twitter about this this pod and about our love for town so thanks Ross and thanks everybody um I was trying to reflect on the words I probably used most on this pod is my three words and originally I thought I was going to say totally bang average because that's what I spent most of the season saying and I thought actually we've been worse than bang average so I decided I was going to say one to forget actually I want to be positive and the three I'm going to go for is time or game changer there we go yeah. I'm trying to look forward because like Brad said game changes one word here I'm being you know <laughs> I know I see Brad counting but um, you know all I'm saying is yeah, it is one to forget. And as Brad has said, we're like, you know, we're not going to look back on this season with much um, fondness because let's be fair, the football's been dire. Uh, we didn't like Lambert's press conferences. The team didn't perform. Lambert got sacked. We didn't really improve. The only ray of hope is uh, our takeover. Um, and, you know, listening to um, Mark Detner this week, as well as the other three lines previously, it gives us a reason to be hopeful and a reason to be very optimistic. So time for game changer. Definitely well said as always. New ball, new dawn, baby. New dawn, baby. Um, Darren, a new team, baby, <laughs> it seems. Um, that yep. is the big news that happened um, today. Of course, Andy and Stu broke that story. Um, of course, they did a fantastic pod with good old Heafy uh, to talk about that. Yep, uh, but I want to get all your quick reaction on it. Um <laughs> Probably wasn't surprised in terms of we probably thought a lot of this squad probably isn't going to be here. Um, definitely after the demolition man comments from Paul Cook. Um, what's your reaction on it? And um, were you surprised? Are you a bit sad to maybe see maybe some of these players could be going? Um, yeah, well, I think obviously we all expected everyone to go. And then because contracts were extended and for some God only known reason, they're negotiating with Edwards on a new contract. That's a massive mistake. Um and then, obviously, what's been announced today is, uh, you know, that uh, he's told everyone pretty much they can go. So um, that's a bit of a, you know, that's a bit of an up and down. I will be, I think there's a couple of players. Well, let me start again. I think um, it's also a bit of a challenge to the players. I, I know the guys, I think Stuart, Mark and, and Andy said it in the pod that um, it's a bit of a test. You know, if you want to be here, if then then come back and knock on my door and say, you know, fuck you, I'm staying. You know, I'm better than that. You're wrong about me. I'll show you. And other players who aren't that interested will, will drift off. So um, uh, hopefully those players that are here will be committed and into it and, you know, others will go. But there's, yeah, I mean, people like um, Downs, Dizelle, Wolfie, I would love to stay. You know, as long as they're, you know, they're going to be all right behind the scenes as, as well as on the pitch. Oh, no. um, we can be sentimental, uh, definitely with homegrown players. Um, and I think that is one of the big outcries. Like, no, no, we're not going to get rid of like, Downs and Wolferdon and Dazelle. Surely not. But um, what's your take on this? There is no room for sentiment in League One when you are one of the worst teams or, or one of the worst sides in your team's illustrious history. But we have to look forward. We can't keep looking back. We're not in. We're not even entitled to the prestige that the guys 
of um of 81 and 78 and and, and 2000 etc had because it's been an utter it's been an utter shit show these last two seasons and when a new manager a fresh pair of eyes comes in and and his his press conferences his post matches have all been absolutely fantastic they've been such a peek behind the curtain may have been mentioned um in, in these circles the, the writing's been on the wall nobody should be surprised that he's coming here and when somebody comes in and i won't do my paul cook even though it's pretty good that he's going to be demolition man and then yeah he came out earlier on in the week and we weren't surprised were we with the news and a load of people said oh where's this demolition man and then kind of we've had that news in the last the last day or so depending when you're listening to this about who is going you know what i want i want the manager i want <laughs> i want the manager to say if you don't want to be here there's the door fuck off go earn your money elsewhere because i tell you what we are one of the most tolerant friendly and you know a large section of us me included have been called happy clappers because we clapped people off when they when they made a bit of effort you know had the had the side of the last two seasons put in the effort of the side that got relegated perhaps we would have finished higher than ninth um our players are decent i just i do not know what the problem is i think pep guardiola couldn't he wouldn't be able to come in and get them get them singing a song so yeah it would it was it would be great if a lot of them did an about turn knocked on the door and said i love this club i love playing here fantastic facilities fantastic ground brilliant history blah 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 let's go fuck shit up and go win something come on we can do this or they can go to burton albion or plymouth argyle or wrexham and go drink some ice cold pilsners you know it's i want people here that give a shit that are going to earn their money that are going to get us talking because we have moaned and this is the short version rosh 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 this is the short version <laughs> this is the short version i i want people at my club it's not my club it's our club i always correct people on that so sorry about that i want people here that care that want to win that are going to be proud to wear the shirt and i could not name you more than five players this season that I would be proud if I if I met a friend in a bar, like in foreign climes, like in Helsinki or something, and they were saying, oh, Ipswich Town, tell me about the players that you're proud of. It would be a short conversation. And I know we're all human. I know they're all human. I know they've got friends, family, kids in school, blah, blah, blah. You know, so, so have we. And I, I want to see some effort. And, and it starts when the players come back pre-season friendly. I want to see some... Like I, like I have mentioned previously... We are going to get some hard-working, ugly Northerners in the team again. Oh, yes. Yes. Liam, this is not the first time that Paul Cook's done this. I look back, basically copied someone on Twitter. He's done it at Wigan. He's done it at Portsmouth. League One title. League Two title. So, um, it's worked before. What do you reckon? Uh, I think we needed this. We, we've said... I said earlier on the season that I thought that the squad wasn't as good as people thought they were and maybe talented footballers but I think mentally it's it's the big thing I think that's been the biggest problem this season mentality um and you could be the most talented footballer ever but if you haven't got the mentality um to play 
under the pressure that a big club demands of you, then I'm sorry, but you just need to go. I, I, it's a bit difficult because I think with Downs, Dizel and Wolfenden, they're the kind of three crowns in uh, the three jewels in the crown. And I'll be honest, I don't think any of them have actually stood up and shown what they're capable of over the last two seasons. Uh, not just this season, but the season before. I've not seen consistently all three of them actually stand up and really deliver. And I'm not blaming all of them three for Towns Hills because it, it's been a complete and utter car crash as a team. But those three are, are the, the big ones. They're Dizel linked with Norwich, obviously Downs with Palace in the summer, and then Sheffield United with Wolfenden. And none of them, I don't think, have shown ever since Town got relegated, shown any kind of... <sighs> drive um, that that kind of quality that these clubs would have been looking for, which is why obviously that interest has disappeared. So, I mean, look, Downs, I think, is, is, a, is a player that I, I would want to keep if his head's in the game, but it, it depends if it is. Um, is, is. Is he in the right space since what happened with Palace? I mean, you can never tell um, really that much about where a player's head is at um, and I'm sure he's professional enough to carry on playing trying to put in the effort but maybe um, that's affected him more than what we think Dazelle's a bit marmite at this level um, because he is a great passer of the ball and can unlock stubborn defences but only if you've got the players around to kind of do the hard work whereas at this level a lot of success comes from hard work and grafting because it's not a great level. Um, and a player like Dizelle is more of a luxury. And then Wolfenden, well, it's maybe his laid-back nature has, has been too much <laughs> this season. And he's been in and out of the team. Um, so, I mean, look, at the end of the day, people can get really annoyed about the young players and and this affinity of, of town having young players come into the first team. But I think we've spoken about Evans and about the, the, the last period of the club and that everything was underfunded over that period. And, and the youth, the youth has got worse and worse that, that we, we, there hasn't been particularly standout players come through the youth system since Evans been in charge. And these three are decent, but, um, that they're not the same quality, and I think maybe for everyone concerned, um, that it might be the best if there is a passing of ways and they can go and refresh their career somewhere else, get a different, um, go and get some something fresh in their careers, and town move on with, um, hopefully potential upgrades on what we've had this season, which should hopefully make next season a lot more successful. Well said. Well said. A lot of things mentioned there. Um, over to Brad. Um, the question to you as well is um, sort of linking what Bono sort of mentioned about, you know, players like Tariko has mentioned earlier as well. About um, Is there any player that you would have on back of your shirt? You know, their name and their number. I don't think there's many 
think fans really would put at the back of their shirt. Maybe maybe Chambers or something like that, just for that. You know, he's the captain and stuff. It's not many you can really choose out of that squad. Maybe Norwood, possibly, because number 10 uh, for yourself. Oh, well, for myself, I like a hold midfielder who sprays the ball about. He's not been, like like people have said, he he, he probably is going to go, Dazelle. So I probably have Dazelle on the back of my shirt. But um, he's not lived up to his what, what he can do, has he, at the end of the day. Andre Dazelle has the ability to run games in this league, but he, he hasn't he hasn't done it. He doesn't have the physical um, nature of what you need in League One. Andre Desire, I, I fully expect to get, to get a championship move and actually play well in the championship and look, look a good player because he's got a lovely first touch. And as you go up the levels in football, players' first touches are better, so you get more time on the ball. So Dazelle will have that time on the ball of the championship and he'll, I'll tell you what, he might even go on and on from there. But he's not a lead one player. Like, like, like um, Liam said, you know, success in lead one is built on hard work. Um so you look at Downs, yes, Downs is a hard-working player, but I don't really see what else Downs does in a town shirt. Yes, he's hard-working, he's tenacious, yes, he does win the ball back well, but they're a ten a penny in League One. You can find lots of players who do that. You can you could go into a free agency right now in League One and get a player who does that similar sort of job, maybe not as well as Downs, maybe, maybe have different attributes to him, but... I've always thought Downs as ceiling is probably top of the championship anyway. I don't think it's a Premier League player. I don't think he's got natural ability, to be honest. I know that might upset some people. Um, but it, all in all, I think it's just going to be a case of getting rid of squad players. I think, yeah. When, when I looked at them, what, what would be, be a 11 come start next season, I had I had Downs, I had um, Vincent Young and Norwood in my 11. Um, so... In, in my mind, you're talking of getting rid of squad players anyway, so I don't get the big fuss. Oh my god, you can't get rid of all of these! Like, well, all of us were all of us all of us were expecting a new eleven next season, bar some players, and that's providing Vincent Youngbeard. But anyway, um, but the task is absolutely massive. The task is huge. I mean, Mark Ashton and Paul Cook are not going to have any days off this summer, and Paul Cook has said how much um, he's. Oh, just how much he stresses on pre-season. Give me a pre-season. Give me a pre-season. That's when you get your ideas in. Ideally, we need to have 80% of our squad here come to start a pre-season. What you don't want to have is, God, we haven't been able to move him on. Oh, we haven't got him in yet because they keep raising their price. You don't want to have half and half here who don't want to be here and do. You're going into pre-season games. That could be a bit of a... God. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't really know, don't really know what, what word to use, but um, but yeah, but while I was a bit disappointed with his Dobra, but like David has said, he's changed my mind there. I think he will be here next season. I think as a squad player, I don't actually see Dobra, Dobra starting, but he has a quality to bring to the squad, and um, so yeah, it's it was it was massive news, wasn't it? And like Matt said, you thought you thought you had Demolition Man on Monday, well. He came, he came two days later instead on Wednesday. Is there a sequel to Demolition Man? Was there a second film? I don't know. Does anybody know? No, just one film. There was nothing left. They couldn't do a second one. They destroyed everything. Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and finally, John, you've heard a lot of what the lads have said. Um, to wrap it up, to sum it up, <laughs> if you can, um, what's your thoughts on it all? I think... 
we're a funny old bunch, aren't we, as Ipswich Town fans? I've been hearing all season about sack the lot of them. They're not fit to wear the shirt. But then we love he's one of our own. I'm not one of your own. I'm from 300 miles further up the road, so I'm less bothered about that somebody from the area. I get the coming through the academy bit totally. But actually, we can't have it always. We can't have... There's some people saying, oh, it's so sad we're getting rid of Chambers and Skews at 35 years old. I think they've been excellent professionals and tried their very best, right? I get all that. And, you know, I'm probably more of a Chambers fan than some other people sitting around here. It's time for him to move on, though, right? That's granted. But we can't sit and whinge about not having an opportunity to reset the whole, whole squad because uh, it's just ridiculous. We've, we need to seize this opportunity. There's people whinging that, oh, we should get rid of every single player. Well, we're kind of doing that. Now there's people going, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, you know, to use... Sweet Welsh Prince Harvey's words like a full reset. You know, we need a hard reset. We're having that opportunity. We've, we've got a man in position who's been given the free reign to make those decisions. Let's back him because, you know, what else are we left with? Finishing mid table in League One. If we don't make the changes, what is it? Einstein's famous quote is keep doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different result is a sign of. Um, insanity. So if we don't make any changes, we'll finish ninth or tenth or seventh next year. You know, maybe eighth. You know that that kind of uh, place. Yeah, we, we we want to be better than that. So we're making some changes. Having said that, if you had asked me a week ago who I would want to stay in the squad, I would have said KVY. I would have said Downs. I would have said Wolfie, Norwood, Dazelle possibly, and Dobra. For me, Downs is um, our best player. I think he had a great season last season. It's been hit and miss this season. I would love to see him come back and say, I want to be here. I'm going to be in the championship with Ipswich now. I would love to see that attitude from him. And I don't know anything about him as a personality. I don't know what his work ethic is like in training, all that kind of stuff. I would love to see him stay. KVY, I think, is our best. Uh, if we can keep him fit, we should keep him because he's excellent. Norwood, until we've got better, James Norwood's our best striker. So let's keep our better players. Wolfie's had a disappointing season. If he was to go, go. If he if he was to stay and improve, brilliant. Dazelle, I'm on the fence. I don't see how he fits in Paul Cook's system if we're going to have those hardworking midfielders because he's not hardworking enough for me. I would love to see Dobra stay in the squad. I would love to see Idris get a chance in the squad as well. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be adverse to see Danassian come back and actually show that he's worth a versatile place in the small squad. You know, so let's back Cook. Let's see it as a chance to be optimistic. You know, we've been crying out for a change. Now there's change. There's people crying about it again. You know, we can't win. You can't keep people for nine years and then everybody whinged that we should have got rid of them years ago. And then you start getting rid of people and people say, no, we can't get rid of our players. Well, you can. And we should. We want to be better than League One. So we need to bring in people who've got the hunger, the desire, the passion, the heart, the work ethic, the professionalism. I'm not saying the others haven't, but maybe it's gone stale. Let's freshen up. Let's make it happen. So let's see where it takes us.
John Watson has spoken. Um, I did see some hands up. We have got some awards to give out. Just yeah, nine more to discuss. Uh, but Brad and Liam had their hands up. What else did you want to add? I, I would like to move on, but um, I'm sure you've got some good things to say. So far away, Brad. Yeah, yeah. Just, just quickly, I just wanted to say, um, how many games of this season have we dominated? I, I can probably count on one hand. Probably not even. I can't even think of any. When every week I've watched Ipswich Town this season, I've thought it's either an even game or the opposition team were better. Yes, we may win win a game at the end of the game, thanks to, at times, Bishop has done this season, flat 25-yarder. But as a team this season, these group of players just do not work. They haven't worked over the last two seasons. And we have to build a team. And people need to stop getting sentimental over the players because we've got to, we've got to go out there and find a team. So, yes, back, Cook. Liam? Uh, I only wanted to do something very brief. I, I don't understand Drynan. <laughs> Can anyone actually tell me what what the point of Drynan is? Because I can understand Jackson. I can understand the resale potentially of, of getting a fee and selling him on. But Drynan, is anyone really going to be coming in and paying money for Aaron Drynan? Unless he's just going to be kept as a squad player or something like that, I have no idea. To be fair, he's got a good striker coach to work under now. No matter what you think of him, he's got a good striker there, a good former striker to work under. So, thought I'd add that in. <laughs> no, no, good, good thing to add. Um, I think from in that note, I think we should wrap that up and talk about the awards. Way um, awards to give out. Um, nine awards to give out as town finished ninth in League One. Um, we Boom. Have, yeah. Um, Darren is going to begin. Uh, we have the worst signing, the best signing, the most improved, the worst moment, many of those. Best moment, not many of those. Uh, it could be the only Beichwich moment of the season. Goal of the season, not many of those. Best opposition team. And the final award is Suffolk. That is a random award that all the guys are going to be chucking out um, so I'm going to open the floor for them to do that. Um, so, Darren, let's start off. All right, we've been talking about signings and players. Let's start off with the worst. No, you start with yeah, worst moment. Well, ugh, worst signing, sorry. <laughs> I think I can pretty much guarantee all seven of us will say the same name. Um, and I know David will and um, <laughs> probably some of the others. Um, my worst signing of this season is Bennett's. That's because yeah. I'm sure he would have come on quite a big wedge because he'd have been on quite a chunk of money from Munchen Gladbach. Um, and he's been utterly useless. Um, so um, he is my worst signing this season. Okay. Uh, Bono is shaking his head. So, Dave, I, I know you're going to say Bennett's, but I want to go over to Bono. Um, have you got a different name on your list? I have, but. We'll keep it in order. Okay, David. <laughs> well, um, it, it clearly. I mean, I, I loosely toyed with putting Hawkins in because he's a permanent signing, and I think he's a pointless waste of space. But um, yeah, Bennett is <laughs> shit. He's. I just don't know. Bennett is. He's he's, he's. he's. He's beyond words, isn't he? I mean, he's taken the mantle from Graham Harvey of worst player ever. Bennett's crap. <laughs> shit. Out the door, please. Never again. 
Okay, uh, Segs, uh, is Bennett's on your list? Or have you got someone else? I toyed with Hawkins as well. But yeah, Bennett's was my worst signing. Just the same reasons, David. No, no end product, just just rubbish. Um, did also toy with... Um, Howard? No, um, the right back we signed on loan. I can't think of his name now. Matheson, yeah. I was going to say McGinnis for some reason. Matheson, yeah. Um, just because he came in, we shipped out to Nashon for no reason and then brought in Matheson, who only played two games and then got injured and we haven't seen him since. And that was a waste of a wage. But but it was Bennett, Bennett's his top. Josh Harrop. Keenan, Bet- Keenan Bennett's is far better than Josh He's Harrop. He's got a goal. No. I saw, yes, thank you. No. Thank you, Ross. On that momentous day... On a see, see, my man Keenan can do it on a on a on a cold Tuesday in Port in Portman Road in in December when I when I met you Ross and 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 Segs and and David all you other guys. The, the, thing, the thing with Harrop, I, I can see where you're coming from with Harrop because he is an ineffective waste of space. But the thing is, he's made intermittent appearances. He's sort of like come I'll in and sort of ghosted through doing nothing. And then yeah. disappeared for a while. Yeah. Whereas Bennett's has consistently been shit across the whole season. Okay, this 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 is where I take issue. Keenan Bennett's is not shit. He's just disappointing. So no, when a, a, a little bit like when when John has a really promising student that does some amazing things. So like apropos Bennett's stepovers and his directness, I live on quite easily, I... but. I, I live opposite a primary school. If I look through the wall... If I look through the fence at break time, there would be a, be a whole playground of children, 10 years old, doing step-overs. But you don't do that, that do you, David? Good <laughs> no, he doesn't. I'm at work. Can we move on? John, if you go out in the playground at break time, there are, there is a whole cl- whole playground full of lads doing stepovers and saying, "Look at my skills." That yeah. doesn't make that doesn't make them pr- proper players. You can have all no. the skills you like. You still need to be able to know when to release a ball. And Bennett yeah, has no idea when to release a ball. He just runs straight at the opposition, does a three stepovers. Everyone's going, "Oh, look at that! Isn't that amazing?" Then loses it, and he hasn't improved. If you take a player who does that on the, the opening day of the season, the first four or five games, and he's still doing it at the end of the season, that's why he's one of the worst players I've ever seen. Is because he's shown no sign of improvement. I feel sorry for Keenan Bennett. So I'm hoping he isn't like listening to this, or any family member of his is listening to this, or any fans of Keenan Bennett's, um, or Bruce. I even say the last name because I can't. But Brad, I'm over to you. Um, is Bennett's on your list as well? Uh, Josh Harris was a good shout though. He did get sent off in at one game as well, so. So I'm like oh, a big, big, big fan of big, big fan of Keenan Bennett. What you're on about? Um, no, not really. Um, Josh Harrop, I disagree with. I feel really sorry for him because he had COVID at the start of his loan spell. He already gone straight in on the weekend at the number ten role. Um, I'm sure he would have played well. Then he get, then he started to play. Change of manager came about. Could did use him a little bit, um, and then he had that sending off. There's a good player in there somewhere with Harrop. I just we just didn't see it here. My my award goes to Mark McGuinness because um, I wow, but, but because I have a love for Corey and Darber. He was playing at the start of the season, doing absolutely nothing wrong, and we effectively brought in another youngster who wasn't 
wasn't up to it. He's 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 done a lot wrong this season, Midianus, and all that he's Three got penalties. out this season is improvement for himself. We 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 haven't got anything out of it. I don't think he's even improved that much. So for me, Midianus is a worse signing for me because it blocked Endarba's path. And I I really feel sorry for Corey on that one because he was playing. It's easy to scale Mark McGuinness because he played well against us, which wasn't hard. Yeah. Um, definitely in that trophy. Um, John, you've heard Bennett, you've heard Harrop, you've heard McGuinness, you've heard Hawkins. Um, what, what, who are you going for to wrap up the worst signing of the season award? There's different ways you can look at it. I, I could say Luke Thomas was a bad signing, uh, a worse signing, because he made absolutely zero impact after one game and then drifted away. Things obviously weren't right for him. Same with Matheson, came with quite a bit of potential, quite a bit of excitement from me. I think Larkavy, why was out? We could have a, an attacking fullback, disappeared. Now, I totally agree that Bennett is the most frustrating player I've seen this season because he repeatedly makes the same mistakes and pretty much has zero end product, apart from an occasional cross that nobody's on the end of. Um, but he runs into... He gives the ball away. He runs into no, no man's land after looking promising. But it's a sad reflection, I think, on our squad when you think that a player that bad has made so many appearances under two different managers. That says something about the quality of the, the, the attacking options, really. Because why weren't other players standing up and being counted when somebody who clearly has got a little bit of natural talent and flair but absolutely no impact on the game gets that many games. So I'm going to have to agree with the lads that overall it's Keenan Bennett because I probably shook my head or banged my head on my hand or went, oh, so many times at Bennett's. Like, I wanted him to do well because he looks like he could be a player, but ultimately he didn't do well. He was dreadful. Okay, then. Keenan Bennett's. He's going to get that award. He's um, live. Uh, Keenan, over to you, mate. No, 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 no. no. Um, I don't think that would be an award that you probably want to talk about. Um, Ross, just just on just on that, do you think Keenan Bennett is a little bit like Jaden Sancho? Do you think he's a young English guy that's got like a funny German accent? Accent. Did you see? Did, no, no, no. Did, 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 you, did you see the Jaden Sancho interview? Oh. this week anybody or shall we move on and ross can edit this out no i'll keep it in yeah, but we'll um move on to um you sound like you sound like you want to do it bono you sound like you <laughs> want to give us your impression of it i will reveal the exclusive 20 percent off with manscape.com <laughs> in the Jaden sancho dortmund accent stay tuned <laughs> look forward to that um so daza uh yes the next category is best signing best signing season over okay. to you yeah i for me i think it's it's very clear i think the best signing for me this season is the first professional contract for elkin baggett i think getting him to stay at the club when supposedly there were interests from other clubs. Uh, he's at a club where, which is in all sorts of a mess. Um, and we got him to stay on with us and watching him in the under 18s. He's, he's a physical unit. He's a left footer. Uh, 
and he's a leader and he wants to win. So obviously he's still got a lot to learn and it's a very big jump from under 18s football to uh, senior football. Um, but I think that was, that was good. It was promising that he signed for us and he's with us and he wasn't one of our, you know, another promising youngster that like Ben Knight and people like that, who've, you know, gone off to, uh, uh, higher clubs and got away from this this mess that is Ipswich Town at the moment. So uh, yeah, for me, signing of the season, Elkin Baggett. Mm, interesting one. I was not expecting that. Very well done, sir. David, over to you. I found this so difficult um, yeah. because you run through it and <laughs> Cornell, no, not for me. Um, I'd rather have Gherkin, frankly. Ward started okay, but then sort of his legs got to him after about three minutes because he's 800 years old. Um, Bennett's shit. Harrop, waste of space. The other two came, went. So for me, the only one you can look at as being even vaguely, and this is tempering it, and I, and I take Brad's point completely because I didn't want him in the first place um, because Ndaba should have been playing we should have been giving a chance to him, and I don't. I don't think McGuinness is any better than Ndaba would have been. But the signing of the season, grudgingly, just because it's a poor pool to choose from, is McGuinness. I think he has got better. Um, I quite like him in some ways. Ndaba should have been in the side. Other players should have been in the side. But when you when you're choosing shit, for, you're basically choosing the best turd, aren't you? Um. And McGuinness, for me, is the best turd of the lot. I think we're we're revealing quite a bit, David, tonight about <laughs> your, your <laughs> everything is coming back to feces. <laughs> yeah, we, we are we are summing up an entire season of mid-table mediocrity in League One of utter dross. So, I mean, short of going down a much more sort of expletive-laden road, which Ross would just have to bleep things out and then... Might do it, do it, do it, do it. Then feces... You could you could have gone shit to... Um, and things for, for the three words to sum it up, couldn't you? Um, Best scatological <laughs> word usage. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> Over two sex. Um, <laughs> I thought you just shouted sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what my girlfriend said to me the other week, saying when I was editing the podcast, when I went like sex, that she just said, "Are oh, you saying sex? No, sex." Um, <laughs> Over to you, my whenever, friend. Whenever we think about um, sex, then we think, "Yep, sex, sex, but... <laughs> sex, baby, sex." Sex-appeal. Yeah, six, six in German. <laughs> anyway, sex. Um, Elkin Bagger and Mark McGuinness have been given the awards so far. Who are you giving it to? Best signing of the season. I, admittedly, I didn't think about it, Elkin, so that's a good shout. But um, I haven't actually gone for any of them because they've all been shit, as David was saying. And so the person I've gone for, because he has signed a contract, was Paul Cook. Um, we've brought him in. Um, he's seen a lot of... He's, it's going to bring a lot of change. He's the demolition man, as we were saying. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to what he's got, what got, 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 what what he's got to offer over the summer and next season. Um, I think his his history tells us 
he's done well so far and I think he can hopefully as long as he's got backing carry it on with us and push us forward um so yeah Matt um some outside of box choices there um Paul Cook. yes that, yep. yeah yeah he has signed a contract at the club so yeah that he is has option, I, I so. Can... hold on Paul Cook has signed a contract yep that was incredible acting that so um before you ask my choice of the signing of the season is game changer 20 limited because i just think these guys are just amazeballs (laughs) because every every member of the playing staff that's come in have just been well just subhuman scum um, not really. They just haven't really been very good footballers and they've been woefully disappointing. Um, Paul Cook, absolutely fantastic. Um, Mark Ashton, all the other... The, the tea lady from Wigan, the tea lady from Wigan is going to inevitably come in. <laughs> I hope Go they on. bring the pie maker from Wigan. <laughs> I hope the pie maker has a an ethical plant-based pie. For me and my fellow um, cheese and onion, p- plant-based people. Well, no, because cheese has got dairy. Oh yeah. In it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that, that's me. Game changer twenty. What a signing! What a headline! Absolute worldie. Um, I was going to say another. I was going to mention a ginger person, but I will do now because I think it's Liam's turn. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to repeat what I said last week to Liam. Um, I challenged Liam. you on that, Ross, didn't I? I challenged you on that. Yeah. And we've forgotten yeah. about it because we're grown-ups. Yes. Um, but yes, Liam, um, stay on the right road. <laughs> All the guys so far have gone on different roads about the signings. Um, best signing? Um, well, I wish I had now thought out of the box because all of them are far better than what I was uh, come up with because I struggled. <laughs> I couldn't see uh, uh, particularly many positives, but I thought that the one who maybe made maybe most impact, even though it's still very very limited, was uh, was Troy Parrott. Um, I thought that his connection with Norwood at times. It's no coincidence that at the time when Town actually had an upturn in form, it was with those two playing off each other. Um, and Town just started scoring goals again, and then it all went downhill. So, again, it's it's really, really kind of um, tenuous because you can't really say that um, it was he's been fantastic. I mean, he scored a couple of goals, and and that, all I would say is he, he kind of was a reason why Town had those small moments of improvement um, until it went back into the massive piece of shit that it ended up being all season so um stop saying shit oh we're gonna get complaints at some point that's the last time i'm gonna say that word i know it's been a shit season but oh just don't say bollocks yeah uh brad (laughs) um have you thought outside the box yeah okay does it nobody Paul Uh, paul cook you said Paul Cook. Oh, yeah. Paul Cook. Paul Sorry. Cook. Same reason as said. 
Okay, um, and John, I know there's a few moments where you went, oh, that's my that was my choice, that was my choice. Um, so was it Paul Cook and all I the others? Down, but actually, I was going to say, actually, the takeover deal, game changer. Surely that is the most significant signing. You know, has to be. Because, you know, how can we compare the signing of Hawkins or the signing of Luke Matheson on loan or the signing of Josh Barrett to the signing of a, a brave, new, positive forward-facing, exciting, multinational uh, backing group, really, uh, ownership group, who are going to take us somewhere, or at least give us hope that we're going to go somewhere. Game changer, absolutely. On the negative side, though, I do feel sorry for their notifications. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. look. laughs> Awkward hasn't, hasn't got that, so you know, that makes him a bit better. Yeah, I think he, he's, he's wise to stay off social media. I think... Um, yeah. Yeah, I think many managers, they, their wives probably stay off there. Um, although there's a few managers that are starting to go on there a lot, like Nigel Atkins of Charlton, he's on there and other managers. Um, I'm going to stick with you, John, though, because um, I feel like we're going to go the other way for the next next two awards. Um, so Dazza will be with That's you fine. later no on. Pro- um, no problem. No problem. So, John, most improved player. Um, there is an obvious one, I'm sure, um, but take it away. Well, in the great words of um, Paul Lambert, there was no need for anybody to improve because we're really, really good. We're really, really good. Um, we're excellent. We're great. We're really, really good. Um, so really, we shouldn't have any but improvement because we're really, really good. But ignoring Lambert because he's an idiot, um, I think there's two people who are up for the the nomination. One has to be Toto Enciala because he's managed to shake off some of his mistakes and come back to be fair lots of us wrote him off didn't we when he was on loan at Bolton didn't think he even had a future and he came back and you know him and Wilson when they played together were a strong pairing um for league one I'm talking about you know but actually I'm gonna go with a bit of a curveball and get in there first and my most improved person is the man who was formerly made of sponge and that's the cameraman for I follow because at the beginning of the season, he just was shaking all over and falling <laughs> over. And it's the same person. His has improved as the season's got on. I still think it's pretty poor. It's probably about the same as our team. But the cameraman for I follow has improved. That's a good shout. That's a good That's shout. A fantastic shout. Yeah. Um, figure out the box. You guys. Clever, clever bunch of guys I've got with me. Thinking outside the box. Brad, over to you. Yeah, most improved player was normally the award if you played youth football that all of your mates would uh, vote for just to take the mick out of you and you'd get it. Uh, that was the dud award normally. Um, but being serious on that, I vote Miles Kenlock because I think he's put in some really good displays this season and in what has been a really poor season. Um, he's actually uh, been a quite quite of, uh, I'd say, attack and threat. Not much, lot. I'd, I'd say, yeah, he's probably been our biggest threat down the left wing this season apart from when we were able to have a couple of games in October where he was on fire but but yeah I'd say Miles has also cut out his defensive errors um, he's quite reliable and he can he does that little um, Ronaldo chop doesn't he where he takes it inside and he um, he, he just he's, he, he brings the team up the field at times when he's got that ball on the left back position so for me Miles Kenlock Bono um, most improved players Ken Lock on your list I can confirm Kenlock is on the list. 
he also tops the list because he is a different man. It must be the Watsits that he's been eating. He has probably the most unusual, unconventional running style. He's almost like the Michael Johnson of the League One left-back world. <laughs> Show my age there. Um, yeah. But if we we can sign like nine nine or ten new players next year but if we still have kenny kenlock at left back i'm not going to be i'm not i'm not going to be too bothered cuz he's he's like a he is like a different man he's he's done a great job uh and i'm great he's surpassed that 100 game mark he's only still what is he mid 20s we might have re- we might have seen his like him reaching his ceiling um I, he's not a premier league player he possibly is a championship player, but let's 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 give him a chance. I mean, what he lives about two seconds away from Portman Road. Let's 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 get behind somebody that is actually local, not somebody that's just played for Ipswich for ten years. That's from like the Isle of Wight or wherever. Not that you know, football is a global industry after all. But yes, Miles Kenlock. Well done, Miles. Miles Kenlock is taking his award home. Um... Sex is Kenlock on your list, or have you got someone else in mind? Kenlock was top, yeah. But I was going to talk about Dobber, actually. I mean, he's he's actually came in and done had a good end of the season for us. So, um, you know, he started the season. Lambert wanted to t- uh, send him off on loan, and he wanted to stay and fight for his place, and rightfully so. He's eventually actually pushed his way in. So, um, Kenlock is top, though. And then, obviously, Dobber as well has actually improved for me. Um, I think he'll be decent going next, uh, for next season, if he can if you convince the manager to keep him. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But David, over to you. Most improved. It's tricky, isn't it? Because, I mean, most improved implies there's some sort of quality wandering around. Um, judge, I considered vaguely because he wasn't completely incompetent for the entire season. Um, I considered Edwards for the first part of the season, but then it didn't really improve. And it was just really a, Thing because he was actually playing in his correct position rather than some moron putting him at right back. Um, I considered Dazelle, but Dazelle's still frustratingly lightweight, and that was simply, I mean, just being fit isn't a great improvement. That That's not really something you can sort of lay claim to. So, um, and I then, seriously, Kenlock. Kenlock came very, very close for me. But I've gone for Dobra because he stayed, he stuck his head down, and he said, no, I'm good enough for this. I don't want to go on loan to some League Two side. I'm good enough for this. And he backed himself. He fought his way through. And those last few games, I mean, he has a frustrating thing like young players do where he doesn't let a ball go and things, which is what Bennett's does. But Dobra has noticeably improved. That last game of the season, he wasn't just making those darting runs and the close control. He was also showing he can release a ball at the right moment. And instead of being headstrong and going in for tackles and then getting a yellow card or getting the red like at Accrington, he's tempered that. So he's still got the aggression. So he's demonstrated in the handful of games he's played, he is actually learning and improving game by game. So that is clearly a sign of a player who's improving, even though he's only had a handful of games. So for me, it's head and shoulders, Dobra, but an honourable mention for Kenlock. Okay, then. I think Kenlock has won the award, but Darren is the final man to have his say. Who are you going for? Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with Kenlock. Um, uh, well, I can. 
but uh, yeah, Kenlock is a is a definite. Um, he's done really well this season, I think. Um, but the player I want to talk about and defend, and I'm ready to have a fight with with everyone on here, um, is um, a player who's played more games this season than he has in the whole of his career put together so far, um, and, and that's Andre Dezel. So um, this season he's made forty. He's played forty three games, which is more than any other player this season in the squad. Um, and in, in his whole career from 2015 to 2020, so five seasons, he only played 38. So this has been a, like, I know he's not perfect. He is not a holding defensive midfielder that he got asked to play in because that's not his game. He's not a tough tackling strong lad. That's not him. So it's been, it was a bit of a silly thing to put him in that position, but I, he is the sort of player that I loved to pay money to go and see play. I love how he, he's, like Brad said, his touch, the way he moves, he's passing. He just needs to be played in the right place. And we've seen it in the last few games of the season. Um, all the, Everything that good happened, if you watch all the highlights back, so you need to trust me on this, All of the most of the chances that happened were all created by Dazelle because we actually had people moving and running and running beyond the striker and Norwood's movement and Dazelle's able to, you know, pick a pass out and, and move the game along. So um, for me, uh, it's been a big season for him. He needs to get better. He will get better, but he's a quality player. Um, and uh, he, I, I love him. I just think he's class. I know he's not brilliant. I know he's not perfect, but I just love watching him play. I love how he strikes the ball and controls it. So for me, he's the, he's the most improved player this season. Play. I don't think anybody wants to fight. No, I think we're going to move on. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. Oh, I can't go for that. Um, John, oh no. I was going to no, go over to you anyway, but... Just going to say how lovely it was to see Segs and David agreeing on something, so I'm just going <laughs> to... Still early doors in this award. Still very <laughs> early doors. Wait, never wait, say never. For uh, Under Lambert, it's, it's Cook. It must be Cook coming in. Has changed it. <laughs> Possibly. But, um, John, worst moment. There's been many. Um, have you got one to start us off? Yeah, it was on Saturday evening, this this uh, weekend just gone, when I worked out how much I spent on iFollow this season. That was my worst moment. <laughs> when I worked out I had what paid for pre-season friendlies, I paid for the EFL trophy. I paid for pretty much every single game. I think I'm I missed the first half of one, but paid for the whole half. The sorry, the full game. I think one was on Sky, so I probably got that one included. So I think I spent over five hundred quid on iPhone, and that was my worst moment because I realised I probably had about sixty minutes of entertainment, and the rest has been some kind of torturous hell. Um, that. Out of, I said to you before, Ross, out of all the seasons, I've happened to see every single game. Uh, you know, been lucky enough to see every single game. It's been the worst season in our club's magnificent history. Um, I feel a bit disappointed about that. So the worst moment of, of for me personally, was going, God, I've watched every single game and how many nil-nil draws. You know, the one that stands out is... Was it nil-nil at Northampton? I, I couldn't even be bothered to look it up because I remember being so depressed that that was the best we could do against a team who weren't very good. 
So an individual moment personally was totaling up uh, how, how much I spent. But I think on the on the pitch, it was seen as draw nil nil with Northampton. This is what we're about at the moment. So let's be positive. We're moving on from that. We're not going to repeat that. But that was my worst moment. We also lost 3-0 against Northampton. So, so it got worse. We didn't think it could get worse. Yeah, yeah but the nil-nil game was that moment yeah. when I suddenly thought the season, you know, because we'd started well and then that, it was just that dawning realisation that we were that bad. I think it was the start of the end for me, you know. Definitely. Okay, well, John kicks us off very well there. Um, Brad, over to you. Worst moment of the season is the fingers in the ears celebration for me. Um, yeah, that was just it was just ridiculous at the time. And whether you like it or not, Luke Chambers was the one who was advocating that and doing that. Um, it, it just felt like a massive disconnect between us and us, us and the players. I know that, that was also partly aimed at the media, but it was it was aimed at the criticism among the team a team who had finished 11th in, in League One the season before. And it's been a hell of a lot of bad moments this season. So it is a bit tongue-in-cheek for me to say this. Um, I'm not being completely and totally serious, but that just about sums it all up for me. Um, but yeah, and, and if I were to be serious, of course it would be the fact that we haven't been there this season. I, I miss going to Portland Road so much. I miss the day. I miss everything about between 3, 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Um, I just can't wait. Wait to be back next season, hopefully. Yeah, I think that will probably top a lot of our lists not being there. I think that will definitely be up there. Um, Liam, some good choices there so far from Brad. Well, not good choices, but um, what's the word? Anyway, your be- worst moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I was going to say not being there in person because um, it's just been soulless. It just It's just been really... Really solid. I mean, it, it, it's made worse by the fact that performances have been just absolutely dire. Um, but it's just made it so much worse not actually being there and the atmosphere. And, and, and I mean, all the games that you watch with this artificial fan noise is just like it's, it's just it's just depressing. Um, so I think that because I, I do miss. Um, I do miss the Saturday uh, and going and watching watching the game at three o'clock. But it's 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 the life before that. It's going into town, meeting up with mates, and going to the pub and and enjoying that kind of pre-match atmosphere before going to the game. So uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we'll see that again for the start of next season and that we can get back to our proper football rituals um so yeah that for me the worst thing is not actually having been in attendance at all this season i want to get emotional by the time i get to dazza i'm gonna be crying i know i am um bono over to you okay so a new worst moment of the season (laughs) um would probably be us unnecessarily wearing our away kit when we really didn't need to on a few occasions. And I'll stop you there. There is no such thing as a minimum contracted requirement from Adidas or whatever. It's just corporate greed and is just complete crap. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Scourge of the modern game. 
Yes, and I and I went to Clapton FC this week, and what a beautiful grassroots punk left wing football club from my own heart. What a beautiful place that is, a million miles away, but so close to Fortress Portman Road. Segs, time to talk about Keenan Bennett's again. <laughs> yeah, it's a good segue. Yeah. I just love introducing Segs. Can we have him next to me every time there's like 400 of us on the pod? Segs, over to you. First time you've done probably... it. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, it's probably better for you to say Segs, not me, because I, I, it does sound like I'm saying sex. So, <laughs> over to you. Um, it's already been said, not being able to go. I mean, I alluded to earlier in the pod as, podcast as well. It's just been shit. Um, just by saying that word again, sorry. But yeah, it's just, just been dull. It's been... <laughs> I mean, have got into a routine, obviously, because we've had to, but it's still not the same going to the game and doing stuff before and afterwards, just enjoying the atmosphere. Um, whether it was rubbish or not, the game was rubbish. But um, And then the other one was at Northampton as well. You, how much how much further could you sink? Um, made you feel yeah, depressed, like you said. Um, Darren, then, to wrap up the worst moment of the season, what is your choice? Yeah, for me, it was the moment we... It was an away game, a nil-nil away to Oxford, uh, which was followed by Paul Lambert going into an attack on the media and all of the fans and blaming all of them for the situation we were in. And for me... Obviously, there was frustrations and all that, but at the bottom of it, you, I was always hoping, always want the team to do well, always want us to win. And off the back of him going into this whole tirade about the fans and the media and they're causing the problems and uh, how do you expect the players to play when everyone's saying they're rubbish, um, that I then switched off at that point. And I didn't want to watch in. I didn't watch watch the games anymore. I didn't want the club to do well. I didn't want Lambert to do well. I just wanted it all to stop. And so that for me was a was a horrible moment in the season where it, it all just changed and it then became a, a them and us situation. You know, it wasn't uh, all together. We it was uh, Paul. You know, Paul Lambert had drawn a line, and so. Um, yeah, if the season was, as David said, you know, from that, there was a point where the season, rest of the season, you just know it's going to be crap. And um, and that's what happened. But it, for me, it was that night, that night away to Oxford. The line was drawn. And uh, yeah, that affected my love for the club. But it's back again now. I'm pleased to say, loving it. Yes, mate. And I'm going to stick with you. We're going to go back to the start. Um, so, sorry, John, you're going to have to wait. Um, to talk about the best moment oh. of the season. Not many, yeah. but um, Daza, take it away. Yes, for me, um, obviously, we, you know, we did win some games this season. So, are, there are some games that we could look at and say, yeah, that was good. That was good. Some players coming back from injury, Nidham, uh, KBY, all that. But for me, the moment that really filled my heart and got me going was I watched the whole uh, of the under 18s quarter final against Sheffield United. I did watch the game against Liverpool, but the uh, that Sheffield United game was an excellent game of football full of two teams who were all honest. There was no players throwing themselves on the floor, trying to get fouls and trick the referee. It was just a proper game of football of, of players 
trying as best they could. The under-18s are a really good team. I know probably the start, they haven't got as many stars as some of the other teams, but they're, they're a fantastic team. They help each other. They support. They cover. They all know what they're doing. And so watching that game, I just loved it, you know, and it was... It was um, obviously a very dramatic win, extra time equalisers and then a, you know, an extra, sorry, injury time equaliser and then an extra time win. But um, it makes you remember why you love football again. So after watching the first team, you know, with doom and gloom and depression and frustration to then watch the under 18s, just, just pure football. It was just, they were all of them, both teams just having a go doing the best they could working hard, helping each other. And we won. And, um, I, that for me was was brilliant. I I loved that. That's a good shout. And you know, I've been very lucky to be at them games in person. I've been there. I've been been there since the first round when they took on Southend and second round against Chelmsford City. And they have been a, a delight, and they've they've made the club proud. And mm. you know, it's a shame they lost against Liverpool. But hopefully, a few of those players will get a chance. And you know, hopefully, they'll it'll be memories they'll live with them forever, you know, definitely because it's on BT Sport and all that against Liverpool, you know, being on cameras, I'm sure their families are proud of them. But good choice, Darren. Um, David, over to you. Best moment of the season. Um, I tried to come up with something on the pitch, but I just thought it was pointless um, because the wins are pointless (laughs) because you were nowhere. Um, It's a bit like um, beating Leeds in the last day of the relegation season. So... um, and I thought about that sense of huge relief when finally Lambert started off back to Germany um, or whatever big club he lives under. And I thought, no, 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 actually, no. The best moment, and I love this, was Cook's rant. You know, when he went absolutely off on one and said what every single other person has been saying who's been watching Ipswich for the last three, four years. And Which- to hear it. Which one, so, David? Which one? The one where he, the, the one where he basically went, and, and, and then he disappeared for a couple of games afterwards, didn't he? And he, he didn't yeah. do the press conferences because he said, well, there's no point in doing it because I'm just going to say the same thing. But he said, there's no heart, there's no soul, they don't want to be here. Um, yeah. I don't see why you're a football player. All of those things. And to hear that refreshing honesty... Partly because it's juxtaposed against, you know, like John said, you know, it's brilliant, it's amazing, it's fantastic. You can't ask any more for because we lost three nil to Northampton and eight nil to um, Basingstoke under 18s, but they were fantastic, they were amazing. Um, partly it's juxtaposed against just that absolute blunt honesty. That's all you want. If you've got a team on the pitch who are honest, work bloody hard, do what they can. Come up against a better side? Okay, that happens. But then your manager comes out and says, yeah, we weren't good enough. That's all you want as a, man- as a, as a fan. You want effort on the pitch and you want honesty from, the, from your manager. And I love Cook for doing that. Just, yeah, he threw them under the bus because they're shit. And he knows that. We know that. And there's complete honesty with it. That's my highlight of the season. A dash of honesty. Oh, well said. Um, Bono. Best moment, my friend. Marcus Evans selling the club. Because I really, I, I really, <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine feeling the optimism coupled with trepidation that I do for, for 21, 22 
if if Marcus was still here. And I, and I was I was a massive advocate for him as well because he's he's kept the club afloat. You know, say what you want about him, he was he was maintaining us and he and he was keeping us where we were. Um, but thank goodness he's gone because we weren't going anywhere other than backwards, really, were we? You know, we would have been over the moon about signings from, you know, flipping... Raising under teams. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. They were really, really good. Fantastic. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fantastic. Couldn't have done... Couldn't have seen them more. Um, so, Nay yeah. Nay normal. Nay normal. So, yeah. Marcus Evans leaving the club. And uh, Liam... Oh, no, wrong way. Over to you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going exactly the same point. Um, when I saw that press release from the club saying that uh, Game Changer had, had uh, bought the majority shareholding in the club, um, that was the first time that I felt properly positive. We all wanted Lambert out. And I think that would have been the highlight. I think of the season had the takeover not happened. But when the takeover, we, the fact is we had a lot of rumours about the takeover. We weren't sure if it was or not. We had people who were supposedly in the know saying this, that and the other. And um, <laughs> nobody knew. Um, and then to just see it actually happen and be, be confirmed was was brilliant because that's where we are now um as bono says if we hadn't if we hadn't have had that change in ownership then i don't think our optimism would be um on the same scale uh going into this summer as uh, as it currently is so uh thank you to those guys yeah i think a lot of the best moments are off the pitch on the pitch not so much. Um, I'm going to bring some best moments. Um, the first one is Brad's kitchen. Um, when he first came on, <laughs> he was uh, doing it up, and now it looks beautiful. So, well, good job on that, Brad. And the second one is um, this podcast. You know, we, we made birth to it in the summer, and it's um, gone on leaps and bounds. We've got some new people on, Daza, Bono, Brad, um, John Segs and David and Liam were the, the originals, but you guys are now my originals too. So I uh, thank you so much for bringing this podcast. And I hope everyone's enjoyed listening. Um, I can't wait for next season. We'll hopefully bring some more great content. Um, anyway, before I cry, let's get into it could only be itch which moment of the season. Dazza, uh, this is a just a standalone you know, award for just fans who know Itchwich Town, really. Um, so, yeah. Take it away. But this this one was kind of tough, but the, the the one the only kind of thing that I could think of was Cook's first game in charge, where nearly every club in the world would get a new manager bounce, and everyone would be at it. We was away to Gillingham, and it looked like we, our players were playing in a friendly. We didn't lay a glove on them. And was it 3-1 in the end? Something like that. Um, yeah, so just typical. Just like why, what happened there? Did the players, what what was going on there? It was, um, yeah, so that was that was what I could think of really was such a like 
only Ipswich. Every other club would have done well there. And no, not us. We were pathetic that day. Yeah. Um, I'm going to sorry to say we're going to have to rush now the final award because we have been Lily on this <laughs> call for two, two hours. hours. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm sorry to rush you guys now. Um, but I'm sure you're still going to bring us great content. But David, over to you. It can only be a Twitch moment of the season. And this is actually Bloomers, who also is part of the podcast. This is actually his idea, so I don't want to steal his thunder. But um, I thought it was a good award to give out to David. Oh, for me, it was an obvious one. Injuries. You know, you sign Harrop, he's got COVID. KBY comes back, is injured. Thomas um, has got, sadly, mental health problems. Matheson plays two games and then he's dead. Um, you know, it's just, just a... It, it's when they're not just players you've got, it's players you sign, they're immediately injured. Nowhere else. It's like, it's like we go to go go and pick people up from other people's treatment tables and go, yeah, we'll have them. <laughs> That's a good shout. It has been, yeah, the injuries with the curse of Itchwish Town. Um, Sex, over to you. Mine, mine's a bit similar to that, uh, Dazza's in, in the sense that we had that 0-0 draw against Northampton and then, whether you believe it or not, Matt Gill took over and we beat who we couldn't beat before in the top 10 sides, Hull, Doncaster, and then we sack Lambert and then Cook comes in and then we go and lose to Gillingham. Just, you couldn't write it. You couldn't write it at all. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's just time we can't write. <laughs> Bono, over to you. The, one of the most, one of the most best sports scientist, physio, fitness blokes being put <laughs> on gardening leave whilst the physio room is has got a massive queue Get on gardening leave because I don't know why. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Next, good one. Liam, yeah. it's over to you. <laughs> I, I was I was going to say um, Keenan Bennett for the the m- most positive thing he'd done, scoring against Burton and looking real, looking actually decent for once, and then he pulls a hamstring, <laughs> and that's it. So. <laughs> There you go. Sums it up. Yeah, good. Brad, I'm go- I'm going to let you now just segue into each other because it's I feel like I'm just like coming in just pointlessly sometimes. So I think you'll you'll know. So Brad, take it away and then bring John in to wrap up the it can only be it's just moment of the season. That will be a regular feature, I think, going forward. I think for future podcasts. Exactly the same as Darren and said. Yeah, over to you, John. I had exactly what Liam said. I just had Jim Henry question mark. What, what link to what David was saying? You know, isn't it just absolutely typical that in a season where we've got so so many injuries, that the person we send away from um, the the club for whatever reason, and it's still a mystery, isn't it? Is the head of sports science brilliant? You know, and we couldn't script it that Harrop gets um, COVID. You know, the day he signs. Uh, I think on the pitch, the thing that sums up our season was that brilliant pass that we've all seen a thousand. <laughs> that, that sums up our season. I don't the need to sell. I just don't need to tell you which pass I'm talking about. Yeah, that pass. That pass. That, John, you've got to bear with we'll them, still though, be because. We'll that pass in 20 years' time. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll be there. Like an FA Cup final, UEFA Cup final win. <laughs> That will epitomise this decade of football. And Douglas, Douglas Green. When are we, oh yeah. When are we going to let them flourish? For yeah. goodness' what? sake, these are homegrown lads. 
You're all being bastards. <laughs> it was McGuinness. It was McGuinness that did it. He was not homegrown. No, but there was a whole. It was just that's that's the epitome of it, isn't it? Yeah. Kind yeah. of all looking to to each other to take responsibility. Somebody yeah. not it just yeah. It sums up our season on the pitch. I still reckon Cook was more annoyed at Dazelle because of how he stood there and just flapped his arms and didn't actually go for the ball. I reckon he's probably still more annoyed at Andre when he was beginners. Definitely. Okay, then. That was a good segment. I enjoyed that. Um, now, goal of the season. We scored 46 goals um, in the league and we conceded 46 as well. So, zero goal difference. Um, that as well sums up this season. So, John, we we'll go over to you and we're going to go we'll circle back to you. Goal of the season. I don't know. I can't remember the cup goals because we got knocked out pretty early. So I'm going to go for uh, our skipper, Luke Chambers, away at Blackpool. Um, best goal by a mile. Forget the celebration. I don't like the celebration, but that goal was something that got me out of my seat, made me cheer. I was delighted. Brad, over to you. Thank you, John. Same as I know Ross Hall's going to say in that game, Guion second, that oh. touch and oh. the dispatch of the ball into the net. That's my favourite goal of the season. The ball from Chambers, touch the goal. Beautiful. Over to you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm exactly the same as you, Brad. I think that, that, that goal was, was just immense. The whole cohesion, that path. Great touch, cut inside, and what a finish. And and uh, obviously watching it with Ross, who went absolutely mental. So, um, so yeah, that, that was the best goal for me. Um, yeah, I had two. It was Alan Judge's free kick. Um, can't remember who. I did write it down. Bristol Rovers, was it? Yeah, Bristol mm-hmm. Rovers. That was a hell of a free kick. But, the, yeah, I, I agree with everyone else um, that Luke Chambers' worldy pure strike against Blackpool was one that just made me exhale. I was like, ooh, you just, you had to make some sort of noise when that went flying into the net. So yeah, Chambers, fantastic goal. There we go. Hopefully we'll be seeing some other great goals scored next year in person as well. So we'll look forward to that. All right, we've got two more awards to give out. The final one um for, for me to get bring out and then the others of course gonna you guys are gonna bring. So the best opposition team. So John, um what team has impressed you in League One this year? Um some of the away commentary teams have impressed me. Um this <laughs> one I follow. Uh, they've been the, the, the northern ones were brilliant. Yeah, yeah the crew was good. Crew were good. Crew were good, yeah. I think was it Fleetwood that was entertaining as well? Um do you know what? Yeah. yeah. You know, when you think about the teams who played this season, who actually impressed me, I found this one as hard as any other round. I'm actually going to say earlier in the season, it was Crew. I really remember watching Crew play and thinking, what I liked about Crew was that everybody knew their role. And as a, as a collective team, they were better than the sums of their, you know, the individuals, you know, the, yep. the whole health thing. And we were the opposite. They they got better because they knew what they were doing. They were well coached. They had a, a shape and an energy about them. 
Tell me what you think, Brad. John, I'll tell you what I think. I think it's exactly the same as you, my what friend. What you really, really think? Crew <laughs> Alexandra. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, crew, because they're a bunch of really good young footballers. I love Kirk and Pickering down the left. No, Pickering's on loan. Um, Owen Dow, I really hope, signs in the summer for us. Um, they, they played some lovely stuff at Portland Road. Um, and, yeah, it's just a really good side to watch. And crew, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, you'd automatically think, well, you're going to say Hull, aren't you, or someone up there. But they didn't impress at all. This lead is Bain average and was Bain average. And that's the thing. So you're looking for teams who actually impressed you. And uh, little old crew are the team that impressed me most. Over to you, Liam. From crew. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I probably would be <laughs> uh, amiss if I uh, didn't give it to my hometown because um, I, I think they they were the best uh, football inside I've seen in this division um, in terms of just completely um, complete performance. And they were unlucky that day not to beat us at Portman Road. Maybe not so much at Gresty Road. Um, a bit more of a dog bite in that one, but um, overall, they've got a lot of young players and they play really attractive football and try and play it in the right way. Um, and I think they 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 were going to finish where they finished, um, which is what I expected. Um, but I think their their football is pretty exciting to watch. So um, yeah, I I would have gone for Crew. You Bono. <laughs> Thanks, Liam. Um, <laughs> Fleetwood away, Fleetwood away. They were absolutely brilliant. So they, they, their commentary team built the team up, saying, "Oh, a lot of these lads have come in, like the right back. He's only played four professional games in his whole career, and they were brilliant. They're actually great." And we were like running around. Was it Paul Cook's like third or fourth game, or something like that? There's us with our like internationally cla- capped players, and there's like. Fleetwood that have got like 50 professional appearances between them all and they were just great. So Fleetwood away. Segs, over to you. Hey, most teams have been pretty bog standard to be fair. I mean, that's the reason why Lambert was here for so long because we just stuck around the top of the league for so long. Um, But yeah, the best opposition team for me is crew. Same as most people here. David? Uh, Quite frankly, the entire league is utter wank. Um... (laughs) Say what, say what you feel, David. Say what you feel. <laughs> well, there's not best opposition, really, is there? I mean, it, it's. I've used an analogy earlier, which I won't use. And now, Hull came into my consideration because they were a bit organised, but that's all they were. They just happened to be organised. Crew passed the ball around nicely, but didn't have any end product. But yeah, Crew came into my consideration. I actually. The one I admired most was Accrington. I like the way Accrington play. They've got a physicality about them, got a directness about them, and they've got a bit of skill about them. Um, and I thought that they were very, very unlucky to lose when they went down to 10 men. Even, even with 10 men, they were better than us. Yep. Um, so my, my vote goes for, for Accrington because I think, I think they were, they've been built on a shoestring. And I think they're a decent, physical, hardworking side with, with quite a lot of skill about them. But it doesn't change the fact that this league is dross. Okay, then. It 
it's time for the final award of the evening. And this is an award that is going to be random from all of you. So I'm looking forward to your ideas. Um, I'm going to stick with you, Dazza. Um, and then John will be the final man to bring us the final award of the evening. So Dazza, take it away. What is the award you have chosen to open the floor with? Um, I want you to say uh, tonight I've tried to keep everything as positive as possible. So there were things I could have done and said, but that would have led to all of us moaning and bitching and being up negative. So I still wanted to keep it positive. Uh, And as a bit of a foodie, um, I decided that we should pick an award. And this may be very different, but for the best match day food and drink, that you all had this season while you were at home on the sofa watching the game on iFollow. For me, personally, um, not much of a beer drinker, so that wasn't much of a choice, but I had a a very nice posh steak pie from the farm shop with a large cup of tea in my very large Ipswich Town mug and followed by homemade lemon meringue pie. So that, for me, was... That was my top match day food. What did, whatever, what was everyone else's highlights for their, what did, your accompaniment to the match while you were watching it? I didn't think That's this it. through because that means seven awards are going to be given out by all of you. Um, so oh. maybe, maybe just some of you maybe answer this question. So Brad, I think you were going to go to the same side. Yeah, cup of tea. Um, that's that's it. Cup of tea during a game, cup of tea at half time, and cup of tea during the second half. Cup of tea is for the rest of the day until I basically fall into a cup of tea coma. <laughs> David, an absolutely fantastic takeaway from the Woolpack, um, supporting them when they were when they were shut, and the food they provided and delivered to the door with beer in a milk carton. Pinnacle. Nice. Um, I'm probably I'm just probably gonna just gonna go to two of you and then you know so the person who gives the award out they give their their opinion and I'll go over to two people because I think if we go to all of you I think that'll just be we'll be here for more hours. So David, <laughs> what is your award to start off with and then I'll go over to two people who um, want to answer it too. This entertained me um all day thinking about this while I while I was out out out, out at work. Like I had um, various different options. I had sending off the year because of course we had six sendings off this year. And there, there was there were some peaches in there, weren't there? Um, they had uh, Internet Twat of the Year award. That that was a possibility because I've had some spats on the internet. Excuse of the year, and that I would have yeah. So um, the the random eye follow focus was going to be one of my favourites because there have been some peaches of those. The 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 last away game we had, he had an absolute fetish for advertising hoardings. He used to disappear off and advertising hoardings, and there was. He loved the BMW one. Yeah, I just just to give you a bit of technical insight, he's trying to get his white balance for the camera. <laughs> that's why that's why he's scanning on a white sign because he's trying to reset the white on his camera. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, there were some absolute amazing focuses in random places. I thought of that. Um, personally, I thought of uh, blister of the year, and I thought we could all. Um, We've all seen that, seen those, and I thought that we could uh, admire that. Um, and equally, expletive of the year. I know that um, we all enjoy a good expletive on here, but um, I thought, no, let's keep let's keep it football focused. And I went for beard award. And Ooh. this um, 
is well, I mean, because Ross is famous for his beard, um, well groomed now, um, possibly with um, the help of a manscaped lawnmower. I don't know. Um, Down below, in the dark, <laughs> in a field, <laughs> percent off. In Norfolk. Um, but when McCarthy's heyday. You know the things we had some fantastic beards. There was Anderson's beard on the on the, uh, down there. You had Skews running there with his beard only just turning grey. You had Chambers with it with his um, sort of manly um, leadership yeah. beard, and you got Bart with his beard that covered his manhood. So, with the end of Chambers, with the end of Skews, we're seeing the end of beards at the club. And I think that's a great shame. So for me, it's beard, the Beard Award, and that has to go for long service to Chambers because he's really the last great beard at the club. Yeah. Is any Good. of our players who've got a beard? I don't know if there's anybody else. Excuse Edwards has got a beard. Yeah, um, true. Uh, Dizelle's occasionally had a little sort of yeah. tough half growth, but it's more sort of Wolf an attempt, isn't it? Yeah. Wolfies is the worst. Being blonde is not, it's very difficult to have. Yeah, Wolfgang's had, had a little tuft as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did Judge at some point this season have a little bit of a sort of, a more sort of, sort of a gravelly shadow, didn't he? John um, Nolan attempted one earlier in the year as well, didn't he? Yeah, so the, the beards have been around, but they're, but they're half assed beards, aren't they? They're, they're, they're not, they're not playoff beards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mid table. Yeah, very much sort of mid-table league one beards. It's it, it's it's not 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 your Bart beard, is it? So right. my, my award goes to Chambers for the for the heritage beard. Okay, very good. Bono patiently had his hand up. Caden Jackson's beard. What the tufty <laughs> thing? <laughs> well, no, that's a soul patch, Ross. No, that's a soul patch. From the nineties, yeah, okay. Nothing wrong with that, Darren. I know you remember <laughs> it just like I do, my friend. My heyday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But Caden Jackson's beard—it's like three, three bits like there in the wind. Like, <laughs> just shave it, just shave it, mate. Just yeah, just shave it. Um, okay, on to you then, Segs. Yeah, I could have gone for um, worst picture I've seen this year. But there's quite a few from David, so you know I don't think we really need to go into that one. So instead, I've gone for um, Lambert's best stupid comments, and for me, it's uh, my hair is sore, or hair was sore during when he had COVID. I know it's sad that he had COVID, but that he said his hair was sore was just stupid. Yeah, we, we could we could have a show dedicated to Paul Lambert's press conference yeah. comments. That is definitely a show uh, to look back on. That'd be like a throwback podcast in, in years to come. Um, is anybody else who's got any standout moments um, or comments that Paul Lambert said? Is anybody in top of their head? Couldn't have asked for any more. John knows. John knows. Take it away, John. I was just going to say it was, wasn't what Lambert said. It was when Lambert finished speaking and they went to um, Warnock, Stephen Warnock, and the, um, oh. the focus studio. He went, Lambert, not for me. You know, I, I, that that was just perfect. It was almost like summing <laughs> up what all of us were thinking. He was like, no, not for me, not for me. Lovely. <laughs> Germany, Champions League, absolutely all brilliant. That jazz. 
I like the one or didn't like the one where he said it's easy to criticize young, uh, easy to criticize experienced players. So yep. I'm going to criticize the youngsters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, <"What?" sighs> now that, that was, yeah, pinnacle class. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then a few weeks later is criticizing the press for criticizing the young players. It's just nuts. Anyway. Anywho. Here. Bono, over yeah. to you. Can you come back to me? Because because John John and David have just thrown me. I had a really good suggestion, and I've been thrown by Paul Lambert criticizing, but not criticizing, but criticizing the, young, the youngsters that are the future of yesterday's tomorrow. So <laughs> right, to, I need to. That's all right, Bono. We can do this category with or without you. You can do that. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> Liam. Yeah. So I thought oh, it I was just only... got, I just got it. Um... I've just got it. Oh, <laughs> sake. But did, it, did anyone ask you the pin drop in Russell's room? I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Liam. I thought in uh, true Ross fashion that we should have a look back at uh, Ross's greatest moments on the strike um, this season. And the best one for me has to be coming up with a tie-break question of uh, getting, I think it was Mark and Stu uh, against each other to guess what flavour of um, bar that uh, Ross was um, eating and then giving the three options and then finding out that none of the options was actually correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not my brightest moment, I have to say. Um, forgetting your own names, it's I know it went on the strike, but forgetting your own names. It was. It wasn't the strike. <laughs> you were, that's it. It's like forget my own middle name. <laughs> my my award was best Ross moment for guess, forgetting his name. That was going to be. <laughs> <my> <laughs> You know, yeah, because yeah. we all love you. We all love you, Ross. We love what you brought to uh, the pod this year. You brought loads of us together. You give loads of people um, opportunity to speak after games. You've given all so many um, great interviews with ex-players, and you know the the four of you on the main pod keep us all entertained, informed, entertained, and all that. But your comedy gold. Of forgetting your old name was possibly <laughs> I, I did almost wet myself driving in the car. I had to have a <laughs> it was just you know, it was a classic Ross moment, and we love you daily, and uh it was a great moment. Yeah, it's not um yeah. I'm not gonna let ever let live that down, am I? No. I'm gonna have to get a t-shirt. My middle name is John. No, David. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a good t-shirt. My middle name is John. John. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't scripted, folks. That, that wasn't actually on purpose either. That was actually, oh, cheery me. Oh, I think that's a great way to end the pod. But uh, Brad, have you got one as well? No, just, just leave it there. You forgot your own middle name again. Just, I did. just leave it there. Yeah. 
Definitely. Oh. Oh, me. Anyway, it's been a pleasure, boys. Thank you so much for all the content. Um, Dazza, Segs, Brad, Bono, David, Liam, and John. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> David is my middle name. David is my middle name. I've got David in here, so I should know. <laughs> but um, hope everyone has enjoyed listening to our end of season Game Day Extra Time pod. It has been a pleasure to bring you these, and we cannot wait for next season. Hopefully, future is going to be bright, the new door, the new chapter. And um, Matt, are you going to do the outro for me? I certainly. I, yeah, I certainly will. Yeah, let me let me know when you want to start it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get twenty percent off and free delivery with the code KOA at manscape.com. That's twenty percent off with free delivery at manscape.com, and use the code KOA. Your boss would thank you. <laughs> there we go. That is the perfect way to end the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Hope you've all enjoyed. And we'll see you next season. <laughs> Hopefully, better times ahead. Bye-bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.